Welcome to episode three of Mortgageonomics. I'm your host, Marco Gello. Today we're going to point the spotlight on Calgary's real estate market. We're going to talk with realtor John Durrell of Maxwell Canyon Creek in Calgary. And we'll cover all four sections, north, south, west, east of the city of Calgary in terms of residential real estate statistics and trends. It appears that any upward momentum that may have resulted from Alberta's continuing recovery could very well be negated by the now infamous mortgage rule changes that were proposed on the first day of 2018, not to mention the ongoing volatility with anything oil-related. Calgary may currently not be the powerhouse it once was, but still most certainly pulls some substantial weight. 124 head offices still firmly entrenched in Calgary's downtown core, the second highest concentration of small businesses in Canada, According to the Economist Intelligence Unit, Calgary has consistently ranked in the top five most livable cities in the world since 2009, the most rapid transit service per million residents of any major Canadian city, branch office representation of nearly every major bank and investment bank in the world. And despite all the decade-long recession-like environments, Calgary and Edmonton have still maintained the highest average weekly earnings of all Canadians at just over $1,100. So in many ways, it's definitely an economic gauge or precursor for the rest of the country. Absolutely a market worth following and knowing about. So let's get right to it and hear what John Durrell had to say. sections of, of the Calgary real estate vibe here. And from what I've read recently in an article, uh, it appears that Calgary South is leading the way for uh, the month of January. Anyways. Yeah, that's correct. Um, so in, in January, uh, the area of South Calgary, uh, defined by CREB, um, so that's uh, yeah, a portion of uh, all the communities in there that uh, sort of get segregated into uh, different defining uh areas within CREB for reporting. Um, South Calgary's uh, topped all ends of the city with sales uh, with 113 single-family homes uh, in January, which is, is pretty good. Uh, within that, a uh, couple notes, uh, Evergreen uh, led all neighborhoods in the south with uh, nine total deals within that area. So if uh, anybody listening is living in Evergreen, uh, potentially a good time to uh, look at selling. Uh, a lot of active buyers in there. Um, the benchmark price for South Calgary was 471500 um, and the area that had the most substantial price increase uh, was uh, that of uh, Lake Bonavista Downs, which recorded a 7% hike in benchmark price year over year. Awesome. And they, they did point out as well that the, the, uh, the highest volume activity came from the homes listed between 400 and $499, so $500,000. So that appears still, I mean, you know, from when we last chatted, that seems to be the sweet spot in Calgary, the four to 500, which I previously pegged at around 600, but four to 500,000, eh? particularly in the south and the north. Yeah, so that price point is, is extremely active. Um, 
and that's typical. Um, the you know where the benchmark pricing is, uh, like for example, in South Calgary, 471. So as of the last 30 days, uh, there's been um, uh, 206 sales, uh, and you compare that to about 578 active listings as of right now. <clears throat> that really puts it on the the low end of a balanced market. So really almost um, it's 2.8 months of supply. So you're really getting into a potential seller's market territory. So, you know, if someone is in Calgary looking to sell right now and you're in that area, <clears throat> um, it, it, it would probably be prudent of you to to think about getting on the market um, pretty quickly. I mean, springtime is the busiest time and that's the most active part of the market. So, you know, when, when you see inventory levels like that, what you're typically going to see is increased um, com competition between the buyers. So, you know, it usually has a, a less days on market and a, and a buoyancy to the pricing. Now, with the the mortgage rule change that came into effect in January, um, it, it I, I think it's forced a lot of people into play. You know, prior or leading up to January first, have you in fact seen a, a you know more volume for January and, and here in February right now? Like, do you think the spring market is coming earlier, or are you on pace with last year's numbers? We're on pace. So, um, you know, there was two more single-family home sales last month and a price increase of $700. So, you know, for all intents and purposes, that's a nominal or 0% change, really. Um, <clears throat> so I do believe that those had effects on the late-year market for 2017. Um, you know, probably force some people into the market um, maybe earlier than they had anticipated. Um, so, you know, if I was to take that into account and then look at the fact that we had um, relatively the same numbers as last year, I think that's a positive um, indicator of some confidence in the market, uh, you know, that people still came in with uh, an increased uh, interest rate and new buyer rules. Uh, mortgage rules for buyers, sorry, um, you know, people were still able to come in and get into the market and it hasn't put a downward effect on it. So I think that's pretty positive. Yeah. Okay. So the the average for single family homes in the city of Calgary, 400, just under $500,000. But let's move west here, West Calgary, uh, where we see the benchmark at 727200 So how's the west been performing? The west is uh, really a very confident and consistent part of the market. Um, the west side is desirable for location. Um, you know, you've got uh, Glenmore Park, you've got the access out Highway 8 and through uh, Bow Trail into downtown. It's sort of deceivingly close to downtown when you look at other areas of the city. Um, so, you know, uh, some really nice neighborhoods as well. Aspen uh, has been leading the way sort of in that growth. Um, and with the, the highest price, um, it's a price increase by 4% from the same month last year. So, you know, <clears throat> being in that higher category, you know, just under what would normally be defined as a luxury market of a million dollars with the um, um, price benchmark at 977, you know, that's pretty positive because the two parts of the market that were really affected in the downturn was the luxury market and the apartment condo market, which just as a side note is still getting um, toppled 
with high inventory and, and low amounts of transactions, and that's still weighing down on, on pricing. But um, <clears throat> the west side is very desirable. Locations are great, great neighborhoods, great parks, and quick access out to Banff, Bright Creek, and Kananaskis. So definitely holding its value, and it, it looks like here, I mean, posting its strongest year over year growth as well. So um, really positive there on the west side. Maybe to end things off here, John, how about uh, East Calgary? A little summary of what's going on there. Yeah, so East Calgary is always pretty active. Um, you know, in general, it's the most um, reasonably priced area. Um, so it led the way with new listings uh, with uh, 39 additions to the market, which is an 18% increase from last year. Um, and then, you know, followed closely behind with uh, West Calgary. But uh, um, East Calgary is, uh, has a lot of affordable uh, properties and uh, high population. So the movement there is usually pretty consistent. And so there's a lot of options there if you're looking to be a buyer. Um, you know, it is um, slightly slower in terms of transaction levels than what we're seeing in the South and, and the West. Um, so you still have to be, as a seller, you have to be pretty prudent with where you're positioning the property when you go onto the market because you you can sit there for uh, some time. I have uh, a couple of listings up there. One has been getting um, good activity, uh, you know, usually about three showings a day right now. Um, but the, the, the buyers are still a little finicky. There's a lot of inventory. So things are moving. Uh, inventory is coming up. We just hope that the absorption rate increases to go along with that. So by the sounds of it, I mean, we've covered all four sections of, of Calgary here. Would you agree we're pretty much on the same path as we were last year? I mean, it should be fairly stable, nothing too exciting, up or down, uh, pretty pretty normal market, would you say? Yeah, so year over year, it's really no surprises. Um, transactions are the same, pricing's similar. You've got areas like any year uh, there's different factors that drive different things in, in certain areas. So, you know, there, for example, Elkador is still a high, high um, um, interest area. And uh, we're seeing, you know, year over year price increases in, you know, sort of the 4% uh, range on benchmark pricing. Um, and uh, I've been doing some business in there recently. And so all the market data that I'm looking at there, you know, it's being driven by the amount of interest there. And uh, even luxury properties in that area are selling less than 30 days. Uh, we're seeing properties on the market two to three weeks. And so those are still moving pretty well. Oh, pretty strong. All right. Well, it'll be interesting to see how things uh, shake out here as we approach the spring market. So thanks again for uh, joining us today, John, and uh, we'll uh, have you on pretty quick. Take care. Excellent. Thanks, Marco. The Mortgage Minute. Bridge financing is a common adder to an existing mortgage approval. Basically, it's an extended feature of your mortgage that is temporarily in effect to finance the equity trapped in your existing residence because the closing date is scheduled to occur after the closing date of your new property. 
A bridge loan application always involves two properties. The one you currently reside in, but not yet moved out of, and the one you have purchased, but not yet moved into. For example, let's say your closing date for the purchase of your new home is 15 days before the closing date for the sale of your old home. Because the equity from your old home is still not available, as it hasn't officially closed, a bridge loan provides you with a short-term loan to meet this shortfall. The bridge loan funds are exclusively for the down payment, as per your mortgage approval, thus enabling the rest of your mortgage principal to fund. Once the sale of your old home is complete, the bridge loan is then paid off from the proceeds of the sale. Bridge loans will typically extend for a period of 90 days and perhaps longer depending with the lender. Interest on the bridge loan is charged daily with an interest only payment, typically in the range of prime plus 2 to as high as prime plus 6%. I'm Marco Gello and this is the Mortgage Minute. Alright, well that's a wrap. I hope you got value out of today's episode. And by the way, if you wanted to reach out to John Durrell of Maxwell Canyon Creek in Calgary for all your real estate needs, you can reach him at 403-861-2733 or visit his website at johndurrellrealty.ca. That's John Durrell, D-A-R-E-L, realty.ca. And of course, feel free to reach out to me if you'd like to discuss anything we talked about in greater detail or any other mortgage-related matter. You can find me at marcogello.com. That's Marco with a K, G-E-L-O.com. Or follow me on Facebook by searching Mortgageonomics Canada Podcast. Also, please don't hesitate to share and tell your friends about Mortgageonomics Canada. The more listeners, the better. Thanks again for your time. Talk to you later. Flowing and glowing, making it over here. Here comes another